This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine mouthhorn Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. We are reporting to you? I almost said we're reporting. Yeah, we're reporting live. This just in. I forgot how to podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And now. Pretend you're a newscaster at home. That's what they're all doing these days. I, uh, yeah, we are at home. We are not in a car. We don't know how long we'll be home. But, uh,. We're enjoying it, right, guys? I love it. <laughs> I feel like we like in a, maybe a month when they've lifted restrictions or they we know things. Yeah, for better or worse, yes. No fucking anything. Did you see the article that, that came out where a lot of states are just faking their numbers so that it looks like things are be- going better than they are? Just, uh, just <laughs> to help the economy. That's horrifying. Which yeah, states? Yeah. Let's point fingers. No, I don't think I don't know if they point fingers in it or it's like a bunch of them where it's like the ones it's crazy. It's crazy. But anyway, my point is that when we finally do have a handle on what's really happening in the risk or whatever, I feel like this is the most COVID-19 safe podcast. The three of us in a car. Oh, you know totally. I mean? but yeah. I can't re- risk it in the middle of the pandemic. But right, I mean, right. I Just, feel like we're going to be able to be normal again sooner than. Yeah, I think podcast. you're right. Yeah, I just a few more episodes, I bet. And we I would safely get in a car with both of you. I would feel safe. I would feel safe, except for that's the problem. Right. It's that then we'd have to all know that we're asymptomatic. I will get a test. Yeah. I mean, we'd have to know we're negative tested, not be- because right. we can still be positive and asymptomatic. Uh, or pre-symptomatic. That's the other one. <laughs> like there's that little, that Worst window one. of time where, you know, there's two weeks there where they wouldn't even be able to tell you, right? Yep. But who knows? They don't even know. No one knows anything. Let's no make- one knows anything during the pandemic. Let's make more soup. <laughs> I made uh, I made soup a big I just 
soup is the best thing to make because you just throw vegetables in. And uh, now that I'm paying attention and not trying to make videos, I'm getting pretty good at it. But I just <laughs> bought a random collection of vegetables because this this uh, farmer's market down the street from me opened up and I went down there. Oh, nice. And it was horrifying. I didn't feel comfortable there. Oh, I, how uh, many people were there? Tons? Yeah, there was enough to feel like that we shouldn't be there. But yeah. I had a mask on and I'm not near anyone and I need to remember you need to get someone's fluids in your face prop, or touch your face or get, whatever. I'm, I'm careful, we but think. I just feel uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, but, I think you should. Yeah. And, but I made this soup and it was great and it was hot and I, <laughs> but I was hungry and I grabbed the bowl anyway. And I'm like, well, I'll make it to my living room where I eat like a college student. Yeah. Uh, I eat on my couch and it, I halfway there, I realized it was going to be too hot. For me to handle it any longer. <laughs> and I knowingly, it, I just had to let go of it. It was too hot. And I flipped, perfectly flipped this bowl of soup onto my carpet. Just oh. it suction cupped. Like to where I picked the bowl up and the rest of the soup came pouring out. It landed perfectly <laughs> to where it was contained. So it was and kind of a chowder. It sounds like it, it was in there and... Like it, a slow drip. It was thick because I added quite a, quite a few uh, legumes or lentils, rather. Uh, uh -huh. So, yeah, that gave it some girth. So, in midair, it kind of stayed <laughs> stayed collected to its legume glue. And, sure. uh, and so, I had to take my carpet out and scrub it. It looks I'm so great. Sorry. I'm glad it happened. I, I'm glad, you know, what these negatives have positive attachments. When you have to the, open them and it, download them, but exact, they're real. Exactly. I Right when it hit the carpet, I said, finally, because <laughs> I knew I needed <laughs> finally to. Finally, get to clean this carpet. Yeah. Like yeah. a washerwoman from the 1700s. Yeah. That, that muddy footprint wasn't doing it the past four months. It no, you can get used to stuff like that. Easy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, soup is, you know. I was going to make you feel better, though, about eating like a college student in your living room because that's what I'm doing. And I know it's what Steven's doing. No, um, <laughs> but I was going to say there's been a couple times where I have sat at my dining room table and it, it makes me feel like Dracula, <laughs> like sitting alone <laughs> at a dining room table to eat my quesadilla or whatever weird dumb thing that I've made is it's too sad. It's like, it's like I might as well put on a fucking wedding dress to eat this thing. You know what I mean? You have to eat in front of the TV. Yeah. If you're by yourself. Totally. Yeah. You're you right. You're just sitting you're at, a, at a table waiting for that, for that newspaper writer to come do a story about you <laughs> so you can lure them. And, and and suck their blood. You're, you're just sitting at your table having conversations with people that are not there. I mean, I'm not I'm not above that at all. I, I really like this is a great time to practice any interview that you might want to do. You, you know, I like you. Did you ever used to practice paneling on Letterman just in your apartment? Uh, the thing I always practiced was end of the movie death scenes where I just lay on the ground quietly and try and stay <laughs> still while the credits rolled. I don't know why. That was a fun game. And then my sister and I would reenact just the end of the Hulk where maybe we would have a fight and I'd throw a piddle, a pillow or something. A piddle. Yeah. Uh okay. and then and then I would turn back to David Banner and then she would sing the the closing credits of the so show, like hum them, and then I would pretend to hitchhike. That was a That's game. 
That's a Amazing. game that you played before anyone had toys of any kind. <laughs> we would There's, reenact I, the Hulk, yes. I think because TV was so new and fun and you could only watch it from seven o'clock to whatever, you know, like. Your, yeah, yeah, like, there was a window. It was a regulated thing and whatever that I we did shit like that all the time. Whereas like kids these days are like, why would you reenact the thing? You can just go watch your like watch professionals do. But. But that also reminds me, I was in a play one time and I played a character that got stabbed. It was like a murder mystery thing. It was uh -huh. pretty funny. And I played this um, uh, character that gets stabbed in the back. And and, and so it, it, the lights go out, the lights come back on and I'm sitting in a chair with my eyes open and then they realize I'm dead. So I had to sit with my eyes open with no expression on my face for two full minutes before the scene ended. And so every night I would be sitting there and it'd be like, I would try as hard as I could not to blink. And then I would always blink. Or sometimes my eyes would water. And one time I just started laughing <laughs> because it was so hard. It was like, and they would be like, you know, they, like my, the director of the play who was awesome. And it was really cool that I even got to be in this play because it was Sac City Theater, Sacramento City Actors Theater, which was very cool and like, whatever. So I really was like wanted to do a good job and they'd be like, you know, there was a guy that had to slay on stage dead for 15 minutes with his eyes open and, you know, some Shakespeare in like the 70s in New York City or whatever. And I'd be like, well, I simply can't do it. I don't know how that guy did it because it's fucking impossible. That but I, I would love, do it for a really long time. I love the idea that that is the highest level you can reach with acting is to convincingly play a dead person. Because that's, that's senior year at Juilliard. That's all you do is you keep your eyes open for as long as you can. <laughs> a lot a lot of people are curling up and blooming like a flower and doing those exercises. But at my acting school, we laid there dead. <laughs> you can you be dead for the full credits and the song? Wait, do you remember what um Lisa would sing, how that song went? I do not remember. I bet she would though, because that was her role. Uh, yeah, it was just a it's in there. It was a sad string section, like bum you out, like the MASH theme song type music. Yes. Uh, or Highway to Heaven. They all had these really just bummer soundtracks. And they all involved Michael Landon somehow. Yeah, Many yeah. of them did. He had his hand in a lot of those shows. And I'm glad he did. I'm, I'm, I, I'm glad Michael, for it. I feel like I was partially raised by Michael Landon. <laughs> you were. My dad has always raised. been like an atheist, uh, or we didn't talk about God and church and things like that, but we watched Highway to Heaven religiously. That was our church. <laughs> that was when we would open ourselves, aside from Christmas, that's when we'd open ourselves up to the spiritual <laughs> world because that was their boss. And we're like, okay, I'm okay if he's the boss in a TV show. Right. I'm okay with and that. And there's... The old football player was on there, too. He was the sidekick, the guy the, with the beard. Victor French. That's he's from oh, <laughs> Family oh, Affair. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. I forget his name right now. God, that Merlin Olson. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. No, Merlin Olson was on Little House on the Prairie. He I'm was a football of, player, though. He was. Yeah, and you're right. That's that's who I was thinking of. But the guy that was on. Um, Highway to Heaven was the comedy version of Merlin Olsen. Like Merlin Olsen was serious. And that, and that was Victor French. That was his sidekick. And that guy was Is, on. Was it? Yeah, yeah. He was on other shows, too. He was like, he was on some other show with Michael Landon. He like brought him along with him to be on 
Highway they to Heaven. They were probably, but but it is a weird name. As I life. say it, I feel like I'm wrong now, but I'm pretty sure it was Victor French. They were church friends. Well, Stephen, did you look it up, Stephen? Sometimes he'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Stephen. Let let. Sorry, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were sitting there smiling because you had the answer. No, I. I don't even. I never even <laughs> heard of those shows. No, yes, my favorite moment: spending time with millennials and the youngsters. I usually can keep up, but that one, I I apologize. I you've never heard of Highway to Heaven? No, or the Hulk? Uh, Victor French, what uh, the Hulk? But Victor French was in Highway to Heaven. Little Great. pass on the sorry, prairie. Sorry, Chris. I'm. It's okay. I'm just a walking uh, <gasps> oh. encyclopedia of useless knowledge. You really are. I was thinking Mr. French. He was the butler on Family Affair, which is really old, Stephen. That's like, that was my earliest memories is watching Family yeah, Affair. Yeah, yeah. That was, I, I don't remember Family Affair. They were like, uh, it was a dad, Brian, D- not Dennehy, Brian somebody. And he had three kids. Sissy was the oldest sister and she was way the fuck older than Buffy and Jody, who were the young children. You remember. And then they had a butler named uh, Mr. French. Do you remember this? Sebastian I remember people Cabot. talking about it. Yes. Sebastian Abbott. He was my first young crush that I didn't tell anybody about because I was, look at, I loved him. That was your crush? Yeah. When I was like seven, <laughs> I was like, you can't tell anyone this is dirty. Because he is not, it. he was no Sean Cassidy, let's say that. <laughs> yeah. He's like a big old fat guy that stood by the door and was like, I see. Yeah. yeah very much so. And you were thinking, like, he should be on the cover of Teen Beat. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Sebastian Abbott? <laughs> when uh, all these Leaf Garrets. I 100% am talking to myself though like i'm watching movies and reacting <laughs> to things and saying like i just watched all of rectify which is good so uh, good yeah i loved it and then at, towards the end it's just a lot of family dialogue and it's like wait am i watching a soap opera but yeah. i still loved it and uh i'm looking forward to the new season that's why i had to catch up but i was reacting to things like saying out loud but no oh, but he cares about you like i'm saying that out loud and then yes. sitting there like oh i've reached that point i'm actually responding to things like there's someone sitting next to me uh don't judge yourself i think it's very natural also if you get a pet cat or dog then the, all the weird feelings about that go away because you're just talking to your pet yeah and but- i have full fucking conversations with both of my pets about what i'm doing what they're doing what we could be doing like i i have no shame anymore i should foster or something before i because i feel like if i get a cat or something i'm just going to be end up on the road again in a year yeah, but not for like, two years you, you have time two years now oh god <laughs> well I, i'm just trying to be realistic and <laughs> no your... you are being realistic uh yeah i sh- i i i should just for the sake that i have someone to talk to <laughs> you should i the other day i walked by george was outside sitting in the sun which is one of my i love that she like she's like if i have my choice i'll be sitting out there right in the sun and so i walked by and she kind of like lifted her head and watched me walk by and i gave her a thumbs up sign <laughs> and then yes. i was like that was crazy of you that was weird and crazy <laughs> but it was just like i can't i say hi every time i see them yeah i ask them what kind of dog they are every time i see them i tell them you're the big one and you're the little one every time i see them which those things they appreciate like you're talking to them but a thumbs up really doesn't register they're actually <laughs> offended because is- they're like yeah keep <laughs> Keep showing you have an opposable digit that rub yeah. it in my face. <laughs> I am bragging, fully bragging. 
Um, should we do it's we've decided guys to do a Q&A again as we told you last week we gave you a teaser and a cliffhanger. Yeah. Should we do it, Chris? Yes, I think we should. Or do you have more do you have anything else to report? How's the hair? It looks a little bit smaller it than is, I I showered and this is just a leave-in conditioner. Actually, it's a regular <laughs> conditioner, but any kind is leave-in if you don't wash it out and uh <laughs> so it is a little Wait, tight. are you doing bits? <laughs> No, no. Special? Oh, it's just the way I talk. Hey, I appreciate you even thinking that. It's just the way I talk. I know that seemed like a finished closer. It was amazing. Uh, but yes, it is, I do just leave in regular conditioner. And, uh, you know, I'll rinse it out later when I shower. Okay. We'd love to know the plan if you could write it up and just email me and Steven. I, We'd love to know the I step I ordered step. new products. Uh I, I uh, yeah, I'm ready. I got some oils. I got a leave in. I got some face serum. Great. Yeah. I got to get ready for when I'm out in public. For your Zoom. You got to get Zoom beautiful. It's the new. <laughs> oh, don't. No one steal that. That's mine. Zoom beautiful. Yeah. See, um, you do it too. That's a that's a bit. Take it to the stage. <laughs> Take it to another Zoom conversation. <laughs> um, I was going to say we should talk about the two things. Your special upcoming. Yes. But. And then in the meantime, I retweeted it. You tweeted it. But if if our listeners of Do You Need a Ride, um, d- dinosaurs, <laughs> if you, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> she said it again. She said it. She said um, it. If you haven't seen it already, Chris is the star <laughs> of a show that is so fucking funny. It is a they it's 22 minutes long, right? He Mike Eptrich made it like it's an episode of a show. Yeah, yeah, we ideally uh, we wanted each episode to be some repurposed movie and then legally felt like they, it would have to be a public domain movie, so we were looking at all those weird 60s Harvey Corman like action movies. Yes. Uh because one all those people are dead and then also they literally are public domain for free use like they're in a library somewhere. Yeah. Uh yeah, whereas yeah. when we it's did perfect. cocktail we just thought we were going to get sued by Scientology but um so we yeah he found that movie and and the, ideally yeah each episode would be an edited down version of a movie with with comedic actors green screened in it's so good okay it's what sorry it's hell freeway um, to uh freeway to hell not highway to hell that's a terrible acdc song but that'll come up if you google it (laughs) it will yeah that's what that's what happened to me because i wanted to retweet it myself not your retweet so i could make a comment and then it didn't work that way but um it's freeway to hell and it's basically chris uh, comedians John Doerr, Emily Maya Mills, um, other hilarious Ron Lynch, hilarious yeah. comics. They've been basically green screened into this old biker movie, and it's also um, and the director is Mike Upchurch, right? Yes, yeah, he and, did and all so he did all the work. He's it's so brilliant, and it opens with they call it's called Electric Theater. Electric Television would be Ele- the, the, television. the possible name of, of a series of those. Yeah. And then, so there's there's trailers for other things like it's done so fucking well. And it is. So I told Chris this already, but I when I watched it, everybody, I think these days, if you see a video and it's over three minutes, you're like, oh, please, I don't have the time or whatever. But that's how everyone I am. has yeah. time. I am. Yeah, I think way. everyone is. And this is, I tell you, it was not, it did not feel like as long as it is. It's so funny. It's everyone in it is so good. And it's like, 
I was so proud of everybody. It was oh, so exciting. Thank you so much. It really yeah. meant a lot to me when you texted and said, I had to actually clarify, like, I knew what you were talking about. It's the only thing I've done <laughs> or that was finished that day. I'm like, are you talking about Freeway to Hell? Like, and I really Oh, yeah, because I just started texting. This is so hilarious. Oh, my God. I'm Thank freaking you. out. Yeah. I, uh, and uh, and Mike Judge was great and did all the all the voiceovers for all the... And he sounds like a different person for each one. Like, even the trailers for the upcoming uh, Midnight movie, that was his voice. And he's the guy on the radio in it. He's the guy in the uh, in the industrial video in the beginning doing that kind <laughs> yeah. of 60s narration. He yeah. and you can't tell it's him. Like, I always feel oh, like, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. When he's talking, I can always hear a little bit of Beavis or Butthead. I'm not sure when. Yep. But yes. uh, but yeah, he he's really good at that. And that's why I asked him to do it. And then, you know, I don't like asking people to do things. But he said, yeah, I think. I think I'd be good at that. So, yeah, I'll do it. Like, he, that was his only concern. Like, I don't want to do yes. something I feel like I won't be good at. But, it's all but, our uh, concern. Yeah, he was, he was great and has been supportive of it. So. It's so good. Oh, and also, Henry is at the beginning. I Henry Phillips. It, yeah, it's so uh, fun to watch him. It's to watch Henry Phillips be this, like, this, this straight boss, kind of like the man is hilarious. It's so not him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's it really such is. a good actor. I know it. He really is because it's rare, even with movie stars, where I watch a thing and I'm able to disconnect who they really are, especially if they're one of my best friends. And I, yeah. while I'm watching that, I don't, I really don't think of it as Henry that. I would be talking to if he is on the podcast or something. No. And also he does the flatness perfectly. Like you all do the tone of a movie like that. So it doesn't feel like, oh, here's a bunch of my friends. Because here's the thing. Being a comic and being in quote unquote show business ruins all entertainment for you because you know everyone that's in stuff. The second someone walks on, like I've had so many movies ruined because I'm in it. I'm like in this fantastical world. And then like fucking david cross walks in and yeah, i'm just yeah. like Ugh, where it just it just goes oh i can't i can't suspend disbelief anymore i know people whatever this is kind of a brag actually but but i i kind of expected that with this because i know every single person and it was the exact opposite like it was that's why i was so excited at the end because it was just everyone and fucking emily She's doing that really character good. is she, her voice. Yeah. <laughs> she is so hilarious. Yeah, she it's was so being that person. I was like, I always felt like with all these things, it's like, well, I'll just be me, but in this situation. Like I, I want it yeah. to be someone that doesn't belong there. But with this, we had all these other characters as opposed to just me being put in. So they're all playing the role. And it was a good out for me because then I didn't have to really act. But uh uh, yeah, because I never learned except to <laughs> how to die. Uh, but I didn't get a die in this. No, there but you know, it's like fun to watch you because there's, you know, I'm sure listeners of this podcast have heard you tell these stories <laughs> like your fucking scorpion in the boot story or whatever, where it's like, but this, the reason Chris is telling these stories is because he's an actor that's gone and tried to be an actor and doing these things. Like the bottom line of the story is, or commercials or whatever, where it's like you get booked doing things because you're very talented. So go watch Chris actually do those things <laughs> with no other. I'm sure you have lots of behind the scenes stories, but oh, it's fun to finally get to see you, you know, in a thing. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I do want people to see it. It's just uh, go to 
Just Google Freeway to Hell and or go to YouTube rather and it'll come up. Freeway to Hell. Yes. It's not an ACDC song. No. That's Highway to Hell for all you 27 years old. It's hard for me to disconnect myself. My sister and dad, when we sit down to watch TV, like over the holidays or whatever, they get so excited to share shows they like and want to see and sit down with me. And I ruin it every time because I'm like, I know him. He's a dick. That guy's nice. I wish. (laughs) And then there's also this jealousy, like, I'm not in this. And then they're like, well, why don't we just watch something else? (laughs) For real. Ruin it. I ruin it. And I feel so bad. I try not to do it. And I do it every time. My sister screamed at me. I also like to talk about, um, especially if it's something like if it's a if it's a panel show or it's a game show or it's a talk show. I can't stop thinking. I, I immediately put myself in that I have to make this show. Like I'm watching it, but I also am producing it. It's the weirdest experience where I start getting stressed out, where I'm like, I don't understand how they did this. This is very difficult. Like I'll start talking to my sister about it. It's like, do you understand? Like if you have eight people on the stage at once, how hard it is to shoot? And she's like, can you fucking shut up? We're watching a game show. Yeah. That, it's so that stupid. Is, that was the first thing I know. Not that I'm a filmmaker or ever, but I, I've been around it. And that was when I was talking about that Marianne, that Marianne show so much. The, one of the main things I noticed was the, what the time they spent on lighting every shot. And every time I was watching it, I'm like, look at all those light sources. They emote. <laughs> they emote what you're supposed to feel. This is French New Wave. I don't know what French New Wave means. I just know they were French people that made that show. And I'm like, this is classic French New Wave lighting. Like, <laughs> yeah. Again, talking to myself, saying that out loud in the it's dark. It's on to tell yourself how much you know about French New Wave. <laughs> and then I did. Well, anyway, yeah. And then I sit on the other end of my couch and put on a mustache. I think you're right. We oui, oui, oh, bien sûr. When, when are you going to clean up this soup? <laughs> You're a terrible roommate. <laughs> oh, God. Clean it up. Okay. Um, so go watch that. You must be bored. It's pandemic. It's a COVID-19 quarantine. You need to be looking at content. And this is content of the highest quality. You'll be so excited to Thank see our Thank you so much. Kicking ass. Thank yeah. you very much. It's also nice to have a thing a person makes where you can a thousand percent be like, this is hilarious. You'll be happy you watched it because so much of the time you feel like I like it, but there is a thing and you have to like hedge things. You know what I mean? That's yeah, a terrible yeah. feeling. And I don't, you know, I've been so attached to it. I watch it and I'm like, why, why did I feel like I needed to be in so many fight scenes or what? You know, I th- <laughs> you pick apart your own things. There are a lot of fight scenes. And I had just, I think I just had my hip fixed. So I'm in pain. Oh, and almost everyone, like when I'm (laughs) pretending to throw chairs, like just picking up a chair and throwing it was so much pain, but I was so tired of complaining about it that I would just do it. And then (laughs) just do it, work through it. Like Venus and Serena, (laughs) you have to push through. There was one time John Dore twice did this thing where it was like you were running away or something. And then he goes, no, like just yelling. No. And he's supposed to be this gang leader, this tough guy, but it's like, he's all pissed off. Oh. And it's also when he pushes Emily away. Yeah. That thing where he just no! pushes her down. <laughs> he, he, he palms. John Dor's 
He so funny anyway, but face. he was so good. Yeah, yeah, he's he's an actual actor, and he took it really seriously. It was kind of cool to watch him work. It's like, wow, yeah, th- yeah he had a because he's not doesn't take stand up seriously. It's a goofy. No. It's he's just ridiculous, and I love watching. That's what I like about stand up is someone that's silly and playful. But when he yeah. was acting, he was like. I'm serious about this and I want to do it right. And he wasn't messing around. It was pretty cool Love it. to watch. Yeah. He's so good. He's it's weird how he's, I always watch him and just go, he should be the most famous person we know. Yeah. He's a, uh, I watched that thing and I'm like, oh, I didn't realize, you don't realize till they're on your computer screen, uh, someone's handsome or, you know, yeah. he's like traditionally. Well, say, and same with Emily. I didn't recognize Emily, which is such a sign of great acting. And But I was like, ooh, this girl knows how to do a voice thing that sounds exactly like a 60s movie. And then I went, that's fucking Emily Amaya Mills. Like, it was so exciting. Oh, you didn't realize it was her at first. No, I didn't because I didn't see names or whatever. And then she had so much eye makeup on. She was yeah, yeah. made up to look like one of those girls. So I was like, oh, this is just some actress he got. Yeah. And then the voice was so hilarious and perfect that I was like, who is this? And then I realized. It was yeah, her. yeah. She is. She is another person in that. She's great. Yeah. Go watch that, everybody. Thank you. And Karen. now, of and course, now, of course, the Q&A. Really? Cue the Q&A music. It's a question. <laughs> uh, what is okay? This is from Hey Hey Brother. Says um, I would I would very much like to hear all three of you describe in excruciating detail your perfect sandwich. Sandwich. Okay. Yes. Uh, Karen, why don't you go ahead? Okay, I, I can I, do this. I know, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm guessing tuna, but I've only had been out for sandwiches with you. Uh tuna is gonna be gross to describe. I'm just gonna warn you. Um <laughs> so I I know this offhand because when we went on tour, we got oh, I miss going on tour so much. We just didn't appreciate it when we had it. I just think about it constantly. But anyway. Um we'll we'll be back. Anyway, we will be back. In twenty eighteen, we got to go to um, the UK and then also uh, Stockholm and Oslo and we got to go to all these places it was kind of amazing it was a European tour technically so on the plane from I think it was Scotland to Norway I think the airline served this sandwich and it was in a package so it was almost like a gas station sandwich we'd get here but it was the um, perhaps Danish version or the Norwegian version or what uh, I don't know wherever the airline was from, but it was definitely a a Scandinavian sandwich uh-huh. because the paper that this so it was a wheat bread sandwich with cheese in it and that was all. The paper around it looked like a piece of china, so it was light blue decoration with white, uh-huh. so it like looked kind of fancy. I undo it. It's just wheat bread with sharp cheddar cheese and a little bit of mayonnaise. And I was like, this might be my perfect sandwich. Bite into it. The perfect sandwich. Like, my mouth is watering right now because I love sharp cheddar cheese. And I used to, when I was younger, do a sharp cheddar cheese with sweet pickles, which is kind of a great sandwich, but it's a lot of taste. Yeah. This was almost like... Are you hungry? Here's the fucking perfect sandwich because you won't be hungry, but also it's not going to be like sloppy. You're not going to get a bunch of shit on your hands or like lettuce fall out or whatever. It's just like it will get the job done. It was and the bread was perfect and there was no crust on the bread. 
it was I can't explain. It was and just it like, wasn't melted. It was just no, no. It was cold, a nice cold. I would say is that the sandwich? Uh, half an inch this of is cheese. The sandwich. <laughs> I found the picture of it. Oh yeah, that's right. I posted it on Twitter. <laughs> Stephen, do you can you see what that post said? Because I think I say it's the perfect. Sandwich. Yes, here's the. This is from. It's at four. This was on four sixteen p.m. Uh, May 9th, two thousand eighteen. <laughs> Woo! It's almost the. It's the uh, two year anniversary of the sandwich. <laughs> being in so, my mouth. Let's bake a cake for the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> And it's a cake of the sandwich. Oh, oh sorry, Steve. Oh, wow. Uh, here, here's the cheese sandwich they gave us on our flight to Amsterdam. Today it was so good, it made me shy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Wait, can Chris, did you see the wrapping? Yeah, like it, it looked like it was in a little picnic basket. Yes, look at it. It's like a paper box that it came in. Yeah, it wow. was very... Oh, so on the way to Amsterdam, then yeah. They know their shit. That's so okay, funny. Sorry. I I don't see. I'm such a burrito person that I don't buy bread and I put everything in a tortilla, even if it's a tuna mm. melt. I know that doesn't sound great, but I grill it and it then it eats like a flat. I I'm not. I just get it done. I don't uh, buy bread that much, so I'm like the wrong That's person. Fine. I but no, I no, remember it's your dream sandwich, like your oh, what you like. The if, best. I was, yeah. if I was having a dream about a sandwich, yeah, it would be some <laughs> cartoonish long. It would be on a baguette and there'd be like meatballs that I don't eat anymore on it. And uh, yes. yeah, yeah, it would be a sandwich that I reserve just for my dreams. It's just funny that a cheese, just cheese is all that was on your sandwich, right? Then that that was that's so funny to me. I remember it once was, my grandpa. We all sat down to eat, and my grandpa was so he would get. Sometimes he wasn't real nice to my grandma, or he'd be rude. He's like, well, "I'm so ready to eat. All I had today was a cheese sandwich." And for some reason, my parents and I we would all quote that for years because <laughs> it was like, "Who eats cheese? Just a cheese sandwich? It wasn't a grilled cheese, just cheese on a sandwich." Yeah. And as much as we all love cheese in my family, I don't think I ever have just taken cheese and made a sandwich with it. But I think the bread is key because it was thick brown. It was thick, dark wheat bread. So there was some kind of chemical combination that I bet you like David Chang, the chef, could be explain why that was so delicious because the, sh- the cheese is so sharp that then the bread almost mutes it down. Yeah, it it, it is the best feeling when... Because I've been learning to cook during this thing. It's the best feeling when you it's two simple ingredients and you discover that together it's like, oh, I nailed it. And I didn't have to do much to nail it. Yeah. And there's people that yeah. just know that. They're like, well, the tartness of this will balance out with the saltiness and then this will be sweet and it'll be perfect. I'm done yeah. here. And then they leave through a, <laughs> through a cloud of smoke. And then they throw a match down and then they're... Yeah, that's how all amazing four-star chefs, or is it (laughs) five-star? I don't know how many stars they are. Michelin chefs. That's how the Michelin man leaves the room. Steven, do you have a dream sandwich? I mean, I like a good classic Italian, just like all that kind of stuff. But I mean, personally, I feel like a hot dog is my favorite sandwich. Oh, wow. Oh. (laughs) Like from the... From the fair or a baseball game? Yeah. Well, even now, like during the day, I will just make myself a hot dog for lunch. And so today it was a hot dog that I put in the toaster. And then the I... The hot dog toaster? toaster? Yeah. No, not my hot dog toaster because that's still at the office at the studio. <laughs> that is at the office. It's <laughs> real. It's real. I've seen it. Um, but then so I will um, 
actually cut the hot dog down the middle and I'll put sharp cheddar nice. in the hot dog and and then I will put mayo, ketchup, and then I've been obsessed with Heinz 57 lately. Wow. And so that What's was all Heinz... three of those condiments? Together? Yeah, all three of them on there. Mingling? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's so Wait, good. Wait, is Heinz 57 like barbecue sauce? It feels like it's like the kids version of barbecue sauce. Like it's very oh, okay. it's like much it's a lot milder and it's but it also has that like Worcestershire kind of thing going on still that's really delicious. I don't think I've I don't have that much experience. I, with I didn't grow up with it either, so I just started trying it for the first time. Is it time like A one steak sauce? It's it's much milder. It feels much like the okay, ke- it's like the ketchup version of steak sauce. That's fine because now mm. I'm yeah. When I was younger, every time I'd go, give me the one with five different meats and some Italian salad dressing, and then I'd go home and tried to make that. But it's been so long that, uh, but my mouth is watering right now too. Uh, yeah, but no, I, 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 I need to become more of a sandwich guy. Can we actually right now just do a sidebar of this question and I'll say what our hot dogs would be like if we were at a barbecue and we had to make the other two their hot dogs? Because that's a very specific thing. And oftentimes, like when Stephen was just describing his, putting mayonnaise on a hot dog grosses me out oh, so much as it that should, I want to yeah. be in a fight about it. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> I think it's a, a very clarifying thing to talk about. So that's Steven's hot dog. Chris, what's your hot dog? Uh, mustard. I just like mustard. I always have. Even when I was a kid and it's like an old man thing to like. I just want spicy, yellow, whatever kind of mustard. That's the only thing I would put on a hot that's dog. That's it. Yeah. No ketchup. Okay. No ketchup. And no like diced up onions or you're standing. Sure. Up, I'll take some diced you're up station. onions. You're at a yeah. station at the baseball game. What do you put? Oh, on? the station. I have I anything. Think I think pepperoncini. You could have Stephen's mayonnaise if you want. I want some of those pepperoncinis. I didn't know those were at the station. Yo, yeah. Look down there. All look. up our hot dog train <laughs> leaving the station. We got onions. We got pepperoncinis. We got yellow peppers. I'll, pu- I'll put different kinds of peppers on there. I want tart. I want spicy. Tart okay. and spicy. Yeah, Chicago hot dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah Chicago style. The kind where they yell at you when they serve you it. <laughs> hey, oh, that's New York shit. Yeah. That's Chicago. Hat <laughs> Chicago. Hat dag. Hey, get your hat. Get a hat did, did you guys ever see that? It was like a, a Conan segment where Jack, uh, the guy, the page from 30 Rock. that Jack actor, O'Brien? Yeah, where he goes to that. Hot dog stand. I went there when I was in uh, Chicago, but they just are rude and yell at you. That's part of the experience. Yes. And I was pretty sure I wouldn't like it. And they could see on my face that I just wanted to just order it and not be yelled <laughs> at. And so they just scowled at me instead, which <laughs> which I appreciate. Um, yeah, it is nice. That's called but, customer service. But he goes in there with and then they are mean to him, of course, and he doesn't know how to react. And then triumph the insult comic dog. <laughs> just berates these people until they're actually crying. Like he really hurt their feelings. These people that were being like, get the fuck out of here. And then, and then <laughs> it, it is really fun to watch. I'm not doing it justice, but watch that <laughs> triumph, the insult comic dog in Chicago. It's like when Conan was live in Chicago or something. And they right. went to that, uh, that hot dog stand. It's the best, or it's a, it's a, it's a, Brick and mortar building, I, and they may have more than hot dogs, but I can't remember what it. It's a famous. No, I think it's a hot dog stand. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a famous Chicago place. 
Also, Chicago dogs have slices of tomato on them. I'll, Would you I'll do take that? that. Sure. Would and you? it's so weird. I have such a weird relationship with tomatoes because if I were to bite one as if it were an apple, which I've seen people do, they sprinkle some salt on there. Yeah. If there is that grainy texture to a tomato, it will trigger my gag reflex. And <laughs> I have without expecting it at all because I'm open. I'm a grown up. I'll put I'll dice up tomatoes. I'll put them on a taco. I buy them. I'll slice sure. them. I'll put them on the sandwich I never make. But if I take a bite of a big tomato, it just triggers my gag reflex, like in a okay. way that I forget about it. And there have been times where I've actually thrown up. So a uh, real mixed relationship with, with tomatoes. But still, and still you say you would do Chicago style hot dog. Yes, I would put tiny. It's just, it's got to be tiny pieces of tomato. Diced, yes. Diced, yes. Got it. Yeah. Minced, even. Oh, I could use shredded? it. Shredded? Yeah. Shredded tomatoes? Of course. <laughs> stewed. <But I> like- <laughs> stewed, even. No. I will put. I'm dry. Don't I will get it. a ladle of marinara filled with stewed tomatoes <laughs> and I'll, I'll ladle it all over this hot dog. This is not a hot dog anymore. You brought it around to soup. Well, now it's an Italian style meatball dog <laughs> without the meat. <laughs> I just do mustard relish. That's all I need. Clean. Nice. Yeah. Yep. It, I mean. Too. Easy it, to remember. Yeah. And those are the flavors that go well. Sweet relish, kind of the onion, you know, it's going to be have the texture you want. It's a texture it's, thing with me, with the hot dog. That is. It's true. Because I do. Yeah. It's true. I think we've beaten this to death. Yeah. Yeah. We answered <laughs> the fuck out of that. I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> what I do dream of just in closing, in closing, they, these tacos that they would serve at the Western Montana Fair of all places. Mm. Not at all authentic, I'm sure. But they were so good. And my sister and I talk about them all the time. The tacos at the Western Montana Fair, right by the bingo tent. <laughs> Can you just the, give us a, just a general description? Of they why are so good. simple. It was just like mystery, a, a, a scoop of mystery meat on a, on a very <laughs> oiled up, crispy... Uh, hard shell taco and i think Ooh, just some shell, yeah yeah some shredded <laughs> uh shredded lettuce on there i think that's it and so, and that that processed cheese that they shred and then it just yes it's like it, velveta yeah yeah like it, it was it had to be somehow they were able to shred velveta <laughs> and uh, maybe they crush it through one of those garlic presses but yes. uh it was it still i think of those tacos and it, I haven't had one since I was 12 or 13. That's a good, that's a good. So, so really your dream sandwich is a taco. Food. I am a Mexican food person. I always have been. I don't it, hide you that. You cannot go wrong. I, the other day I went and got a breakfast burrito at the bottom of the street. There's a deli and she put pickles on it for some reason. Like pickles <laughs> that you would otherwise, you would find them otherwise. No. And I'm telling you, it was terrific. What? They tasted exactly. Sorry, like, you're gonna have to say what else was on there because I'm gonna argue. It it was just egg. It was a breakfast burrito. It just had egg, and it had cheese, and it had avocado, and then there was cut up pieces of pickle. And I'm telling you, dill, dill or sweet. It was a, the exact pickles that you would have on a McDonald's uh, hamburger, which uh, I haven't had dill. for years. And somehow that added flavor worked. You just had to separate what you know about Mexican food altogether and be like, yeah, this you is, had to. Yeah, this is a deli creation from the nice lady down the street. I love it. Yeah, it was good. I miss, I miss that kind of ease of use of like, I just thought today, 
it would be so fun to go to. I think I probably could, though, to go to In-N-Out. I haven't had In-N-Out well, in two months. I bet, because uh, they're strictly drive through I mean, or I... I They've made them. I bet they've made themselves strictly drive through because it's they have it down. And yeah. I feel like I trust if I've trust anybody serving food, I trust in and out because they're yeah. so because they believe in the Bible because <laughs> because fucking John 316. Why yeah. do I have to say it when the cup says it? <laughs> they, yeah. I mean, that was the first place I had ever been where while you're in the drive through, they have a person on foot yep. and they come up to your window. Like it's yeah. the 1960s wearing roller skates. When I was on my ex- ex- incredibly, did you hear that? I went, um, <laughs> but it was a stutter. Your dance <laughs> club tour? Stutter. <laughs> Are you going to talk about your dance club tour again when you're a DJ? <laughs> anyway, um, I when I was on this incredibly strict diet, which basically all I ate was romaine lettuce and chicken breasts. It, not easy to stay on, but... One of the things I could have was the protein style cheeseburger. I just didn't get any sauce on it. Uh-huh. And I went there every other night. And it was like when that person, I would be like, God, I would kill for just a big old anonymous board to ye- yell into because I have to look this person in the face and be like, yeah, so I'd love a number two protein. Style. Like ev- they knew it was me or at least it felt like it because yeah, I was yeah. just like. I was working. I couldn't cook. I was a terrible cook where I'm just like, but I can go have my my special thing that's not fucking a chicken breast. And, and they would broccoli. just say, hello again, Karen. They'd be, they'd be like, your eating disorder is out of control. Well, now you're cooking, right? Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm trying to be good because in the first month, um, I did a real like cheese-based ice cream based thing where I'm like, I don't move around enough to be eating these many calories. I have I've, to like get this in line. I've done the opposite. I'm uh, kind of in the ice cream phase. Like I've been eating like a, a child, which, which I don't which know, ice cream? but I've <laughs> also started. Uh, oh, uh, at the uh, town, just down the street next to that deli, there's a liquor store and they have the Jimmy Fallon and uh, Colbert. Uh, you like the Americone dream? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The Jimmy, I don't know what the Fallon one is, but either oh, one. The Fallon one has like potato chips in it, doesn't it? Yeah. And I'm afraid I like it. It's great. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I've been getting those, but I've also been running, trying to run a little. So I feel like I earned the right to balance it out and ruin it with uh, some ice cream. Yeah. I started swimming so that I could eat a pint of ice cream a day. <laughs> That's yeah. I was like, I have to. I have to at least balance it. I I can't. I know my tendencies and I don't want to. I definitely don't want to gain more weight. I want to be losing. But at the same time, I can't just sit in my house and not have a treat or some. I have to reward myself. Yeah, I have to. I know it is. It is. It is one of the ways we're staying sane. You have to give yourself little rewards, but you also have to do something. We can't just sit here. Yeah. And also salt and straw. When I order from it, it comes to my house so quickly. They get because they they I think they're just sitting there waiting for people. So they just are able to like it's not like they have to cook anything. They just have their ice cream pre-made. So they're just handing pints out the door. So it's like on Postmates, if you order salt and straw, it comes in 15 minutes. Why, which mo- I, most things take 45. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, I've had I've been. Yeah. In the last few days, I've been I discovered Postmates and that it's uh, faster and less expensive than uber eats or whatever i was using uh and uh yeah it immediately comes to my door and i've been getting yeah. treats that way but salt and straw it's called <laughs> that's the name of the ice cream place yeah because they have all those like fancy recipes where it's like 
cherries, bourbon, and a touch of gravel. Like yeah, shit yeah. where you're like, there's no way this is good. And then you're eating it like you're yeah, geniuses. Yeah, yeah no. I can't. It just makes me, it sounds like salt in straw. Like you go to take a drink of something and it's just <laughs> a, a straw full of salt. <laughs> it's a prank ice cream store. <laughs> You'll love it. Should we move on to questions? Yes, two? yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> I, lo- I honestly love talking about food so much. I yeah. love it. My, I, uh, I'm probably speaking unclearly because my mouth started watering after after you gave me permission. I've been drooling. I have drool on my shirt. It actually came out. Oh, the microphone blocked it. It's funny to talk about preferences of things because it is like, I think a lot of times you eat because you eat what you know you're supposed to eat or whatever. But it's like, but that's such, that was such a good question. Hey, brother, because... Um, <laughs> It is. What is your dream? Like, what would you eat? You know, like, what's the dream that Not, if you yeah. had no restrictions and no, you know, like yeah. it didn't make you feel bad or any of the. Right. Things. I immediately was like, well, let's be realistic. What what will I eat? But no. Yes. <laughs> I, I want the same Italian sandwich that uh, Stephen's getting. Yeah. Uh, also, Salt and Straw has an olive oil and fig ice cream where they did at some point. Yeah. Tried it once. That, that was enough. Yeah. Uh, no good. It not was, for you? It was fine. It was like, I'm glad I tried it, but it does. it's not something I need to like have again on a yeah, hot me, summer's day. Me, well, my thi- olive oil? My, yeah. No. I think that's for people who don't care about their desserts, where it's like, any anytime you're at an ice cream place and you're not getting an ice cream that's based, that's a chocolate-based ice cream, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You're wasting your time. <laughs> like, that's neat that you have like butter brickle in your vanilla. But that <laughs> whole thing is like what you're wasting calories on half an experience when like they have an ice cream there that's it's chocolate brownie. But it's literally someone made a pan of brownies, diced them up and then put them into chocolate ice cream. They're like, it's a full on brownie experience. Yeah. Yeah. You, you might as well go on. for that. Yeah. This is from Malt Liquor Slurpee. <laughs> on Twitter, I think on Twitter, nice. yeah. Uh, what song do you think you've heard most during your lifetime, good or bad, by choice or not? Oh wow, that's a great question. Yeah, I that that I've heard the most. Well, I mean, you have to look at. St- I'm afraid it would be Happy Birthday or something that I'm not thinking <laughs> of. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you're doing it statistically. <laughs> yeah, I would hate to find out. Actually, no, it's this ringtone from 1998 that you've heard the most. But yeah, like music. Uh, boy, that's a good. Like a song. Like if you went and looked on your phone, <clears throat> like on um, iTunes or whatever, they have like the 25 most played songs. Yeah. Boy, um, that is so hard for me to answer. I I wish. That also, I... these days. It's got like when it used to be I used to drive around and listen to LA radio, you know, like drive time radio or whatever. So that would have influenced my answer. But now that that isn't because you can have your phone plugged into your car and you can do whatever you want. Yeah, it's kind of always been my goal to not to just spread myself thin over everything and not ruin. There was I guess I'm going to say the album that I listened to the most was in 1993. Frank. Black from the Pixies put out a solo album that at the time and still to me is one of the most important albums. I read about it in Rolling Stone in high school in the library. Uh, <laughs> and the review of it was exactly what I wanted to hear about music. And then I bought it and I listened to it every day. I think I don't took it. I never took it out 
And it, I always was careful, like, I got to stop listening to this or I'll ruin it. And I won't <laughs> like it anymore because I did that with so many albums. And it totally. never happened. I think I probably, that, the song that everyone would know, there's a song called Los Angeles where he's like riding around on a hover. I want to live in Los Angeles. Uh, another one in Los Angeles. Yes. Uh, that, but all the songs on there, every song to me is, is amazing. I love that so album. Good. So I, anything on that, I honestly believe I, cause I was listening to so much music back then. Uh, you know, right, right around college, freshman year of college, you know, I was constantly listening to music. Yeah. That's in fact, your answer helped me answer mine because I was going to say some, I was going to say like tequila sunrise or something that, that would be like a radio song. But I think the truth of it is in this, I had the same experience where, um, the, there's a band called the Sundays and they had an album called reading, writing and rhythmic tick. And then it came out in. I think nineteen eighty eight or eighty nine. Is it that I and feel I was, fine song? <clears throat> that's their. That's that's the one. Yeah, later. yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel fine, but it's her. It's um. Here's where the story ends. Yeah, that's yeah. The song it I is. Heard the that most. is that is their best song. I. It's you and so I. Lo- that was the first good. thing we. Our first episode we talked about our mutual love of the Sundays. I of ordered Sundays? a. I ordered a poster of Harriet Wheeler when I lived in in Bend, oh Oregon, and I shared a bedroom with this other snowboarder friend, and <laughs> he would be drying his boots, his smelly boots on this rack, and I just had a futon mattress that I rolled up in my car and drove there to Oregon, and I had nothing except this poster of Harriet Wheeler that I put on my wall. So I was, yep. de- yeah, I loved her. I loved she her was, voice. She looked like a model, but then this band, like, her voice was perfect. It was so that time. It was the perfect transition out of like 80s, you know, kind of like the wham, Duran, Duran, that kind of area and into this like music, in my opinion, music kind of starting to take itself seriously and be like, what if we were just this fucking amazing band? So like the music on that album and on their other albums, too, but. That first album, I, I was in a record store in Sacramento. I've told the story. And the, here's where the story ends came on. And from that jangly guitar, whatever, yeah. I stopped and I looked around. And I made icon. I went up to the intimidating girl that worked there. And I was like, what is this? Like, I was wanted to cry. And then she it felt like she, yeah. this is my song. Yeah. It, yeah. Yep. Me, I loved it. It spoke to me a lot. I just why I like the so idea good. of that, that girl at the record store to wink like you're part of a club now and go to the safe and get you a, <laughs> get you a copy. Seriously, she's like, you have taste. That I think that girl at the record store is the same girl who went to Sac State when I did and she wore a t-shirt which blew my mind that said frat boys have no genitals. She made it and she wore it and it was the most <laughs> On campus? fucking thing. Yes. Oh, wow. I saw her once outside a classroom and I was like, you are the most punk rock yeah. mother. And she was really, she was really pretty and really like cool, wore the coolest clothes. So like no dude was going to say anything to her, but like they would have, they would have fucking beaten her up. But she, there's something about her where it was just like, everyone was just like, oh shit. It was what? like, it's weird that you haven't even described what she looks like, and I have a crush on her now. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know that girl. Yeah, she was, yeah. She was the coolest, and she worked at that record store. Yeah, too. she'd probably be mean to me, and I'd like it. Hell yeah, she would <laughs> fucking put her cigarette out right in your eye. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, madame. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, all I have, I always wanted to impress people that worked at music stores with, it's like, I'll impress them. I It goes back pretty far. I have a 
a sister that's six years older than me. A lot of influence there. <laughs> Let me tell you what I know about the style. You're about to love my yeah. stack of CDs. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to buy from the, you. Yep. I one sorry one quick one. Uh, one Christmas, and it was I think my senior year in high school. I opened up. They were tapes, actually. Um, the Smiths, louder than bombs, and there was one other one. And they were so cool, and it, my dad got them for me. And I was like, "Thanks, Dad!" And he just went to the record. He went to the where the warehouse in Petaluma, and he fucking just went to the girl and said, "My daughter." likes this this and this what should i buy for her and it was the smartest thing he's ever it was oh, like wow yeah you know parents get you stuff that they want you to have they buy you like sweaters and shit that you're like thanks i don't like this yeah yeah it was it was so touching that he it was like i know that you like this shit that i think is weird and like you know oh it was the cure it was the smiths and the cure oh wow that's amazing normally, that that's what your yes. dad got you oh yeah. that's the coolest for some awesome employee at the warehouse that was like, I'll hook you up. She's going to be really excited about this. And I was like, dad. Yeah. My cool. mom did that for me too with the Columbia house where you put little stamps on. It was so confusing, but uh, she on purpose, there was based on the description, got me that band television because it said yeah. like, here's a gritty version of, I think they compared them to the Rolling Stones or something. And she knew that wasn't quite, cool enough for me but it was a more punk version so she got that and she my mom introduced me to radiohead which everyone whether or not they're willing to admit it <clears throat> why do i just turn to <clears throat> excuse me gravel throat uh it likes or appreciated that band at some point and uh yeah i didn't even know about them until my mom got i love me, that uh, pablo honey <laughs> it's like you're so you're so grateful that you found out about them. That was like I bought the Breeders' first album because of the cover art and because of the little card. It was the same. I was still in Sacramento and it was the same record store. It just had moved right down by my house, and there was just like a little description. Um, and I think it's you know I'm sure the the Pixies were mentioned, but it was like Kim Deal. So I was like, oh, it's a girl band or whatever. And then like it was that super cool pinkish kind yeah. of the 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 writing. Or whatever. Yeah, there's like, like a there's a strawberry on it. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, like, I yeah, that me? was I probably bought that around the same time as the Frank Black CD. It's so funny that that's because that's how I kind of figured out that I like the Pixies is because their solo work afterwards, and then I went back and. It's like, oh, this, the Pixies is amazing too. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. The Breeders are great. We, fucking, we answered the fuck out of that question. God, we fucking destroyed it. We did it. It's mangled. We don't even know what the question was anymore. Don't go back. It's a burning heap of ash. Walk away. <laughs> Sorry, we murdered your unrecognizable Sorry. question. <laughs> Sorry, we answered, answered so much. You never want to hear anything we have to say again. Okay. Uh, this is from, I'm paraphrasing from Two Gulch on Twitter. Basically, what's the biggest change you've noticed in Los Angeles since you've moved here? I want to live in Los Angeles. But not the one in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest change gotta be traffic yeah i think God, that it just has increased by five thousand cars every three months did you make that voice because a fourth person all of a sudden we just picked up on a frequency someone <laughs> did you just hear someone go weird yes yeah but me I thought too. it was a cat was it steven's cat Wait, uh, karen need i cat. remind you i live in a haunted apartment <laughs> 
I think it was oh, that cat the right kitty. there, Penny Lane. <laughs> Look at that yeah. kitty. She Penny, was talking. Penny, be quiet. I'm podcasting. Oh, Penny, no. stop saying weird so loud. I can talk to that cat. Uh, sorry. Yeah, when I moved here, everyone warned me that the sky would be gray. And uh, and it was. And that it was always like, oh, did you see today? Uh, you could see the Hollywood sign or whatever. But when I moved to L.A., it was during that era where you would see hummers everywhere and yeah. and the prius wasn't quite catching on the way it has and i you do notice like you do now that cars aren't driving around that all of a sudden the air quality was better so that's one thing i've noticed is i can usually see the hollywood sign not that that's where i look to to imagine my dreams but <laughs> just as a uh, as, that's my uh that's my doppler for uh air pollution is yes. uh, whether or not I can see that. And as I've lived here, it's gotten clearer and clearer. So that's a good, that's a silver uh, lining to the It is. You know what ozone, I would also say? Ozone lining? When I, when I first moved here, there were so few, aside from fancy restaurants that were expensive that like rich and fancy people went to, there were very, very few good restaurants that just served like delicious food. And it used to drive me insane. Like you'd go to, like there was like, toy on sunset which was awesome amazing oh yeah food. yeah um and then uh, like across the street el compadre or whatever there was like a couple key places you would go to or, sure or um l that that one that's on uh western anyway there's like a bunch of gr of course there's great mexican food and stuff but for the most coyote part, is it the coyote on western no well el coyote is like fun to get drunk at but the yeah, yeah. food isn't the best mexican food there's um it doesn't matter. Well, anyway, but just basically over the years, it's almost like people have moved in and been like, you can have a good restaurant that's not, I think because people here are so on a diet all the time and so concerned with that and their weight that you kind of can't, it can't be like Buca de Beppo everywhere. People just won't go to it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But and now it's like they've, they've brought some really good restaurants that. You know, people have gotten cooler about it. Yeah, yeah, and paid attention to ingredients, which everyone, whether or not they know it, it makes food taste better when the the parts are good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The food parts, the ingredients. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Food's gotten Steve? better, traffic's gotten worse. In conclusion, the end. In conclusion, <laughs> stay home, wash your hands. <laughs> this is from Kent underscore Lisa. What's the last thing you'd ever order at Starbucks? I think for me, it, yeah, it would be one of those refreshers or something, the non-coffee, like, uh, here's, here's a strawberry ca without caffeine. Like anything without caffeine. It's like, why am I here? Uh, yeah. I'm not here to quench my thirst. <laughs> I'm here to make my hands jiggle and, and have trouble sleeping later. Yeah. So, yeah, anything that doesn't, although that's not true because one day, you know, I did get a lemonade there and it was delicious. But it felt, it felt like it was like, well, I'm here anyway. I should get this. I, I, yeah, I always get coffee there. I'm not, yeah, I, it's the, it's all about the, the caffeinated hit. And, um, I would say I would never get, I'm not interested in the pumpkin spice anything. I'm sorry, Steven. I'm just not. No. Like pumpkin, <laughs> but like those kind of flavored things or, you know what? I really don't like 
those fucking cake pops. They're gross. I don't know why they came out with them. Yeah. I understand it's kind of for kids, I think. Yeah. But like the first time I had one, someone was like, oh my God, if you had these, they're amazing. You it's dough. It. It's a ball of it's dough. So, it's gross. Yeah. It's dough covered in frosting. It's really gross. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's not worth the, cause you know what you're eating is it's, it's, it's entirely bad for you and it's just not tasty enough for it to be that bad for me. Right. You yeah. want like, yeah, those, everything in that case is so many calories that it, you better be loving it yeah. because what a waste. I, the only thing I do like about those pops and their little bagel bites or whatever, it's like, I'm not, I just barely need something in my stomach and they have that yeah. option there. Most places don't. It's like, now yeah. you have a full meal or you get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got aggressive there. I've been yelled uh, at a lot at restaurants for wanting small portions. I actually went to Starbucks the other day and um, just to get uh, ground up beans because I don't have a grinder at my house and I like their Italian roast. Neither. Um, I'm never buying a grinder and it's really hard to find pre-ground beans. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll do it for you at the Starbucks drive through And it was great. And I was like, I always try to get two bags just so I, because I don't go out anymore, obviously. A few of us do that are sane. And um, so I got, Asked for two. She was like, we only have one. I said, that's totally fine. I said, I'll take something similar like a Verona or whatever. And when I got up to the front, the girl came up and she had the bag. She goes, a bunch dumped out um, while I was doing it. So you can have this for free. And I'm like, oh, that's really nice. But it was still three quarters of the way full. And then she goes, and we'll get your other one. And then as they were doing that one, another girl came up and goes, we found another bag of Italian. So she goes, so do you want that too? And I was like, yeah. And I go, well, I'd rather have that than the other one. But they had already ground the second one. Then they were like, we found another. Anyway, I ended up with four bags of, <laughs> of Italian beans. And it was, I, I made the line get really long behind me because it became this thing like these awesome girls at this Starbucks at, um, I, don't, I don't even know where I was. It was like fucking Camarillo and and Riverside, um, they it was like their project to get me these beans. It was hilarious. And I don't think they were listening. I think they were just like, you know, those people that work at Starbucks that like like having that job yeah, so much. I, I'm they, noticing that cool. about Starbucks employees. It's probably I, I've always had this thing with me that where I feel like we should be going to some mom, mom and pop coffee place or whatever. It's just it's but we can't do it in our podcast. There's no drive throughs at those places. But my right. experience with the employees has been like, ah, I don't care. They are. Yeah. These are nice people. <laughs> I, well, and also they make more than minimum wage. They have health insurance. Yeah. They have, their partners have health insurance. If they, they treat want. their yeah, like, employees well. They yeah. treat their employees great. All right. Um, this is from Hannah J. May. Uh, Karen, Chris, what are your favorite? What are your favorite driving memories you have shared with your parents or siblings? <laughs> I can't, do you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Because uh, this is a classic in my family. So my dad always had Volkswagen bugs um, from when I was little. Yeah. Uh, and the first one, the blue one, it had blue. It was blue, really cool color blue, too. It was like um, it was like a royalish blue. But it, anyway, uh, and it had white interior. And it, we were so little in this car that we used to get in what we called the Wayback Machine, which was not the back seat, but the space behind the back seat. That's how we were so small we could get back there. And of course, there was no 
there's no seatbelt laws in the 70s. So we would literally like walk around the car as we were driving around. So um, we had tons of fun in this car with my dad. One of the he would sometimes pick us up from school after like if um, and if kid, there weren't other kids around, he would let us st- <laughs> he would let us stand on the like runner board that was on the side um you know there's like a like i would say it's half a foot wide or not even a foot it'd say it's six inches on the outside of the car on the yeah outside of the car so there's just like a little thing yeah if you're a little kid you could stand on it and hold on to the if my dad unrolled his window you could hold on to the window and stand on that thing almost like with your in first position ballet and he would drive <laughs> around and let us ride on the outside of the car <laughs> and oh he would go you can't you can't tell your mom i did this and, if and it was the, the wow, most fun yeah like around the playground he would do that sometimes then um my thing and this was when i was probably four or five i mean really little I stood, I was standing behind the driver's seat one time and like my sister was in the passenger seat and my cousin was in the back seat with me and I was standing up. So I was, you know, only three feet tall or four feet tall, holding onto my dad's seat, the driver's seat. And then I realized it would be funny if I covered his eyes while he was driving. (laughs) (laughs) So I slapped my hands over his eyes and he starts laughing He's like, hey, you can't do that. You know, and he has to pull my hands off. Well, getting a laugh from my dad was pretty rare. So then I was like, I have to do it again. And then I slapped my hands over his eyes and would not take them off. And he's like, Karen. And he's like, literally has to like wrench my fingers. (laughs) He's like, I can't see you. I have to uncover my eyes. And it was like, because I was little enough where I was like, this is hilarious. And he was laughing. He wasn't like mad at me, but he, but I could see. So I didn't understand that he really couldn't yeah, see yeah, the road. Yeah. And he was still going. It was hilarious. Anyway, oh, we had God, so that, much fun in that, that car. That could have been the end of it all. It really, really <laughs> could. Yeah, he had I, to like, take his foot off the gas. My dad had a Volkswagen bus. Like we had the, with a camper, he like cut a hole in the roof and put a pop-up tent on it and nice. there was a hammock yep. and uh, we would go camping in that and that was a good memory of mine. But yeah, there was a time where it was icy and we're this is a rear wheel drive van that oddly has some old porsche motor in it it's got like the same engine it's like a porsche 914 or that's how they make those yeah 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 and uh and it's just terrible on the ice and we slid and that that was the only wreck i ever got in as a kid at least and i was sitting in the back and like you said no seat belts i just launched from the back and all of a sudden, I remember without being hurt or anything was just up front next to my dad. I just tumbled. <laughs> you know, you're a little pliable kid. Uh, yeah. But it was not scary at all. I just felt like I was safe in there because you're in you're in a room where you can just walk around. Who needs seatbelts if you have some room yeah. to fly? There isn't a window you- right in front of me. What what's bad is going to happen? Did that one have, um, did you have, was it like a camper van where, where it had a sink and a table and stuff like it that? It had a table the- that we would only stick in the hole that he put in the floor. Like there's a little mount for it that we would only use right. when we were camping. Otherwise, I don't know where it went above somewhere, but, but yeah, it, it had no seats in it. It was just an open. Yeah. Yeah. Like one. And then you could fold down the back seat so yeah, that you could totally. sleep in there. Yeah. The, yeah. It, you, we, it comfortably slept four somehow. Yeah. That's, 
Pete had one of those and we drove to uh, Oregon in it five different times. Yeah. It, it was really fun. I will never forget driving in that, like, I don't know how, I know we went to Oregon at least uh, to see the guy, my dad's uh, radio partner lived in Astoria, the Goonies town, and it was so fun. The memories of driving in the van, going down there, I think usually we were in the Buick and we would go all the way down to San Diego and see family uh, that my dad had there, but those those road trip memories were the best, like learning to be funny with my sister in the back seat and 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 uh listening to music and and everything from doing puzzle i vividly remember a, a tony the tiger coloring book like every memory yeah. all the music everything about those trips is still so vivid to me it, it's so yeah. uh, so clearly i was having a good time <laughs> yeah, totally i also like i'm very grateful that i grew up in the mid to late 70s because the the AM radio music was so awesome. It was like, you know, now it's basically yacht rock. But yeah. that's what we had. You just turn on the radio and that's what was always playing. It was like, it was rad. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like crazy. AM radio had fewer uh, stipulations and it was up to the DJ. So you would just get some someone that was playing what they liked that was passionate yeah. about music. When, but yeah, that's now right. it's. Now it's just ham radio weather highlights or whatever. I don't know what's on <laughs> sports talk. Is it doesn't even exist anymore? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Should we do one last one? God, we've been. Yeah, we've been gabbing. On. We'll do. We'll have to do another episode of Q and A. Yeah. I, this was a quick one. I don't know if I want to end on this one. If that's okay. But uh, this is from Dumpster AF. Ask who is more <laughs> likable. Donald Duck or Daffy Duck? <laughs> oh, I, uh, if we talk, well, I mean, we, I, I love, uh, wait a minute. Oh, no, we were talking about Bugs Bunny. This is new territory. Yeah, this is brand new. Dumb dumpster AF, dump, dumpster as fuck knows what they're talking about. Yeah, Daffy Duck was, I just think there's a lot of spitting. Daffy Duck had a speech impediment. It's just during the quarantine, I think, would be harder to hang out with that duck, but. Daffy, we just got to, you know, I think he's probably goofier and more fun. But Donald, yes. you know, Donald was in the military. You know, he's going to be uh, probably Republican. Uh, I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's he, Donald didn't have much of a personality. He was kind of like I never fucking understood what he was saying. Yeah, it was too like, I don't know why that was the duck voice. He just seemed kind of like. He was, he didn't have, Daffy Duck had such personality. Yeah. And even though, yes, he flew off the handle and spit and yeah. crossed his arms a lot and there was issues, but. You know, I'm just seeing myself in him. Yeah, I do all those things. I like that. I think it's, you know, there's, he's well-rounded in terms of, you know, he had his flaws, but he wasn't, uh, yeah, he wasn't like, I feel like Daff, wait, that's Daffy. Donald did a lot of like pushing up his duck arms like and marching upstairs where it's like i don't want to fucking watch this guy i think i was always frustrated watching donald duck and i was always laughing when i was watching daffy duck yeah i think you're right i think i changed my uh yeah plus donald always you know he, he took the time to put on a military style shirt but never <laughs> pants no pants no put pants. on some pants Just just like Porky Pig. Yeah. They were bottomless yeah. motherfuckers over there. Put on some. You're representing this country, goddammit. Put on some pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. This question. Um, 
So this is from Ashley Elaine, aka Constant Designer. Yay! Uh, um, she just got engaged during the quarantine. <gasps> congratulations! Yay! Congratulations! You. It must be real if it happened during the quarantine. <laughs> it is and real. I saw it on real. Instagram. There's only <laughs> truths. No, the love. <laughs> oh, oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay congratulations ashley she just asked what kind of jokes would you tell if you performed at a wedding inappropriate <laughs> ones judging by my one. uh experience i it's always a few drinks in and i feel like there's pressure to roast my friend it's usually a groom that i'm that i want to partially embarrass Yep. And I probably should be doing it when the wedding first starts, but it keeps going on and on. And then you got to watch them dance and maybe wait for a cake situation to happen. So by the time it's my turn to talk, and it makes me really nervous to speak at weddings, it's like you have to say something poignant. It, you can't just tell a bunch of jokes, but I always prepare right. for weddings. And I've always done well, but I have gone over the top and someone's feelings will get hurt. Not usually... <laughs> Uh, the the bride or groom, but someone, uh, a relative or a family member, I'll take it out on yeah. someone. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a roast comic of any kind, but I I that I take weddings and I turn them into a roast. And I, I need well, you to have more- to. But I would say I told this to my dad once because he used to do these firemen banquets where they like a old fireman would retire and then you know a hundred firemen would go get. I'll eat dinner together and drink together and then and somebody would MC. So one time my dad was the host or whatever, and he was asking me for help. And I said, Dad, here's the key to all of it is you whatever the first thing you say is has to be something that everyone has been observing in the room the whole time you will destroy. So like even if you just walk up and go, thanks for everybody coming tonight. These curtains were shipped in by, you know, Mouse tongue or I don't know whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. some slam on something that you know it's in the room everyone's been staring at it the whole time right. they'll think you're a genius and once you do that it'll break the ice for them and you you will get the first big response because they won't expect it and it'll be like a thing that they've been marinating in for an hour while they're eating and drinking and then you go up and that's like before we start blah 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 whatever it is and then you just kick it off and then they'll they'll know you have it in hand and once because. As a female comic, I always felt like that's something I had to quickly make sure they understood I knew what I was doing. Right off the bat. But I wasn't yeah. up there going like, um, hi, everybody. I hope everything's... It's like you immediately go, guys, you you put on like the fake confidence and then do a thing that they're not expecting, which is you've been staring at your plates. Did you notice the blah, blah, whatever it is. Yeah. And then you earn their immediate trust and then they don't have to worry about you because... I think audiences worry about female comics more than they do male comics. Yeah, I and think so you right. have to like get convey that um, you're very good at what you do and like you're you're on it. And he he told me it was like he went up and did this thing and it was about whoever whatever it was. He said it was the best advice and it immediately oh, he wow. just immediately destroyed and then the, everything else was like gravy after that. Yeah, so that's I, I would say I if totally if agree. Ashley's asking because. She, it's a future. She's worried about it in the future. That's the thing to tell the person. It's like definitely don't roast too hard. It's not about slamming grandma or whatever. Like don't don't yeah. get about yourself. It's about the you're talking about the experience of the wedding and the relationship and the. It's all supposed to be like fun times, family times. But 
also be entertaining. Like if yeah. you're going to attack anybody, attack some dumb groomsmen because they can take it. They're used to it. And yeah, I was always making a groomsman feel bad. I think that's what I meant to say. But that is <laughs> such good advice is right away commanding it and using something that is in the moment. And I do that with stand up, too. I, I there was all this pressure when I first started to like know exactly what your first joke is going to be and then your last joke and fill in the blanks. Yeah. And I always like to be say something off the top of my head in the beginning, which sometimes would backfire, I guess, if you yes. if you say something about the curtains and then someone's mom had made them and then their feelings are, you know, they're, <laughs> yes. but it is it is a good way right away to be like, this is just me. Here's my ability right right away. Just know that yes. here's I'm going to be funny. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, here's my prepared things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was it's almost like I think it was a trick I taught myself where I would watch other people go up and they'd be killing and they would go up and they'd like the perfect opening joke or the perfect this and I would start getting this panicked like I have to beat this. It like cuz of course that's all I ever I was so competitive and so like psychotic. I would just be like I have to beat this. I have to beat this. So it'd be like if I went forth or later, I could always, I knew it was like, oh, I can make a joke about Greg Fitzsimmons because he went on before me or, yeah, you know, yeah. like you can use what already happened. And yes, there's definitely times where it did not work or people just don't like it. But when they do like it, it works times 10 yeah. because, yeah, then they go, oh, yeah. Like, the one thing I didn't realize or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's callbacks. Man, they are helpful. Oh, they work. They totally work. Well, congratulations, Ashley. We're so happy for you. And thank yeah. you for all your um, artwork and participation. Thanks, everybody. For, yeah, Ashley, for you're the best. Q&A. We, yeah. we think you're the best. Congratulations. Yeah. It's so nice you found love during COVID-19's pandemic. <laughs> may we all. <laughs> may we all get engaged with, within the month. Yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone will come knocking on my door any day now. I just know my old neighbor will come up and tell me I'm beautiful again <laughs> soon. God bless it, so his soul. <laughs> well, I get. I guess we should save the rest of the questions for next time, since we're yeah getting close to the end. Uh, yeah, I did want to mention. Yes, I have a stand-up special that is uh, pre-releasing on uh, We're Gnarly without a G. It already was a URL that the my my buddy Whitey that produced my special he owned it already, um, so we're gnarly dot com, and then it'll just be a link to to download or rent my special. Great. And then later on Amazon and stuff. And yes. Oh, so the pre release is on we're gnarly with no g. Yes. Dot, yes. Yeah. Dot com. Yeah. W e r e n a r l y. Dot com. Awesome. I watched Chris at several sets while he was getting ready for this special and it's i know it was hilarious oh also my friend jason Lop jason lopez went and said it was amazing and that he cried at the end i uh, oh yeah so he was in portland yeah he lives in portland yes yes that's sweet tell him thank you very much yes i think you met him you may have met he may have just set, gone up and said hi or i or i just put him on your list no no i think he did say hi yeah yeah he's, he's an old friend used, of yours we used to work at the Gap together when we were nine. Oh yes, okay. So we've been friends, friends. Yeah, totally, totally. All our lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he, the best. That's so great. That that's awesome. Yeah, and I he a, was. Yeah, so somebody was that was in the it audience. It was an important night for me. Yeah, he he saw it. Uh, he was my eyes for me because I couldn't be there. Because I think I was on the road too, or I was like 
I wanted to go up and watch it. And then it was like, I think I was just getting back from somewhere or on my way. And then I said, fuck you. Chris. Yeah, you were you were on the road a lot. And I remember that. Fuck you. Uh, you but yeah, you were you were you were deep into some uh, my favorite murder touring at the time. I was deep into some cheese sandwiches in God, Amsterdam. No, not but. melted. Just sliced and dry the way I like it. Dry. I want to choke on it. <laughs> Uh, this was great. And uh, Stephen, you think we have more? We think we could do it again. Oh, there's we only like... did seven questions out of seventy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is now a Q and A podcast for yeah. sure. <laughs> there's a lot of great stuff left. To yeah, yeah, that. yeah. We'll do it again. Beautiful. Thank you. You've been listening to do you? you... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You've been listening to do you? 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 You need a ride. Do you? You. you. <laughs> T-Y-N-A-R <laughs> Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim Give us a time and date Terminal and gate We want to send you off in style We want to welcome you back home us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malfoy. Uh, with Karen and Chris. <laughs>